Hello, grace and peace. We're taking Anarchy to Church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. I'm Josh, a.k.a. Ioan Cap. And I'm Jeff Park, a.k.a. a radical purist girl boss. <laughs> which uh, you can understand if you're in our secret Discord. Which you can get to by uh, going to buymeacoffee.com slash flyover. <laughs> oh, I just realized I didn't go, Matt. I didn't go full screen. So video oh, okay. people, I thought... <laughs> we're seeing only a partial full screen. We were I thought ever you were so once slightly again smaller going to have... than usual. <laughs> I thought you were once again going to have to uh, try try to test your acting skills. And, uh, and, yep, so we're going to try that over my, again. Laugh at my AKA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretend to be laughing at my aka for the first time <laughs> radical neutral here patrick says and he's joining us in the chat uh we're getting a later start than usual but uh we we did not get and we did not get a pre-show in so we're just we're just shooting from the hip right here uh no warm-up we're going in uh we we, we didn't stretch we didn't do a warm-up lap we're just going for the sprint right now uh <laughs> and uh you know we yeah radical neutral girl ba girl bosses and whatnot um i yeah i uh we we've already gotten one promo in uh to buy me a coffee.com slash flyover we're doing we're doing great with that by the way uh if, if you in the but, aka arguably uh but but one thing we're not going to talk about we are not going to talk about the rings of power gonna say that right up front we're not talking about it it's not happening we have no new information on this subject however uh i i want to also put out there if you want to make me watch the rings of power and i will watch it in fact on live screen on live stream if you want to make me watch the rings of power because you're a sadist you can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash flyover too. I put it out there that if I am paid, uh, you know what? And I'm going to put a specific cap on it, uh, 20 bucks and I will do it. Doesn't have to go oh. 20. Doesn't have to be 20 bucks from one person. Uh, it can be five bucks here, five bucks there. I am willing to go for 20 bucks for, to do all of it, to do all I think of last, it. I think last week you were saying that it would take five bucks per episode. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm I'm what I decided as I'm a benevolent creator, uh okay. a benevolent podcast host. And so I'm willing to do it for less. Um uh but but it's gotta be solid twenty bucks. You put twenty bucks in my pocket, I will force myself to watch the worst thing ever created in Tolkien history. Uh and, and yes, I am I, I am aware that the Hobbit did happen. Uh so <laughs> I haven't blacked oh, that out of my mind oh, entirely. Oh, this is going to be worse than the Hobbit. So much worse. I this 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 upside for this show, I think, is all barrel races all the time. I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I think the barrel scene is 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 going to be the heights of brilliance for this show. I I made a tweet in response to one of the, the promo videos that they posted on Twitter. I've got a reply that keeps climbing in likes, and it is simply one word. I wrote the word abomination, period. 
That is all I responded to one of the videos, and I am climbing on likes. It weirdly, the least effort oh. I put into a tweet that's gotten oh, the most that, response. Would that be the sword fling? Uh, uh, just, I don't remember. It was just a whole thing. It was including like a something swimming in the water and a weird oh. shaped ship thing. And I just said, this whole thing's an abomination. And I just wrote one word, abomination. And, uh, uh, got a lot of, a lot of, getting a lot of diff- distance on that one. Uh, but anyway, I said, we're not talking about this. <laughs> we are, we are, what can men do against such reckless bait? We are, we are, we are the most easily baited people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Our nerd rage knows no bounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we referenced, we referenced the, um, XKCD nerd sniping, uh, <laughs> in one episode which which you hadn't seen and got to read after this show was over That's right um and 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 we we are the most nerd snipeable people it is it is incredible hey this sounds like aramaic hey someone's telling us <laughs> someone's trying to bait us so, so openly trying to bait us into talking about rings of power we're not going to take that bait let's yeah. talk for 20 minutes about how we're not taking this bait <laughs> yeah Oh my goodness! I am looking very forward to getting my uh, my copy of Eric July's Isom Number One. Uh, yes, that's gonna start. Uh, that's gonna start shipping. They're gonna start shipping soon. But <laughs> you know, he was planning on a significantly lower amount of copies having to ship out. So yeah. I, I'm I might be on the later end of getting mine. Uh, but still, so cool. Uh, Three point five million dollars. So Eric had to buy a trucking company. Um. (laughs) my gosh like you just think about that he's like his business is a millionaire company you know like he's he's putting it right back into the product too like he's not like i mean i'm sure like yet he'll have to put in more money into you know printing more books but you know his whole business plan was like we're expanding the company if we get to 1 million like he wanted to to put all of his people uh full time at 1 million dollars and it was like one of those wild outrageous goals and now he's tripled that wild outrageous goal and it's it's, it's just cool cool to see um he deserves it too you know uh, exactly yeah anyway we're uh but yeah um wh- what's going on in the world dude well, okay. So we have talked before. I I think, at least to some extent, about uh, United Conservative Party leadership candidate Leela Ahir. Um, we have uh, um, uh, who who, by the way, has has been a a personal friend of mine. She's she's been very kind to me personally, and I have nothing but the nicest things to say about her as a person. And I have a lot of friends who are in other political parties than the ones that I would support, and she should be one of them um, because uh, we—I believe we talked about her in the past—that uh, uh, um, that she's trying to stake out kind of the most most impossibly left-wing <laughs> stances. Uh, under the umbrella of the United Conservative Party, and that that has ha- that has left her polling behind none of the above in polls of the leadership race. Um, but she's um, 
she uh, posted a video right after Dobbs mourning the falling of Roe and and promising that that she would uh, protect abortion access in Alberta. Um, she uh, before you uh, get too far ahead, can I just say one second, uh, dear yeah. Canada? Nobody asked you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No offense yeah. to the Canadian in the in in this podcast, but no. isn't that wild how they all have something to say about our abortion policy? Yeah. Yeah. It, um Al- Alberta yeah. is exempt from uh American abortion law and 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 the Supreme Court entirely <laughs> under an, a, a, yeah. under an obscure ruling called different country. Um uh and uh um <sighs> Oh, I basically stole that from Josh Mandel, by the way. Uh, <laughs> although he was talking about uh, France. Um, yes. yeah, uh, Seth Mandel. Seth Mandel. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's Josh Mandel? Anyway. <laughs> probably he, he also. Made, and I think he was actually talking about Canada or France or something. No, he was talking, no, about, he France. Was talking, he was talking about France. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Mandel was talking about France. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, uh, and so. Yeah, that's right. And um, so, and she has said that she's going to uh, kill the current curriculum, which will, which is, which is going to be starting, which has been implemented and is going to be starting to be used in two days. Or I, I don't know when everyone starts back, but but uh, my kid's school starts back in two days. Um, I think most schools are starting back in two days uh, from the time of recording. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, actually, one day from the time of recording. Anyway, that's a little inside baseball, but yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, uh, so in other words, by the time she would be premier even in this fantasy in which she becomes premier um people will already have started using the curriculum but she says she's going to she's going to kill it to rebuild trust with the alberta teachers association okay um she loves throwing around the allegations of racist and misogynist and um uh and and all the uh um <laughs> uh and 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 all the the attacks that you would expect from someone who's more on the left um <laughs> and uh lo- loves loves fragging her own side oh and by the way um criticized Jason Kinney and his COVID cabinet for breaking pandemic rules, but not because she thought the rules shouldn't exist because she thought the rules should have been tougher and they should have followed them. To be clear, I don't care that Jason Kinney and some of his buddies sat around a table, uh, the circumference of which would have had to have been 40 meters for them to have been six feet apart. Uh, 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 I don't, I don't care that, um, 
I don't care that he did that. I care that he made me not do it or tried. <laughs> I care. I care that he made decrees that people couldn't do that. I do not care. I do not care that he did it. But but she, the the whole way she got sideways with the party in the first place, uh, or sideways with Kenny in the first place, was by criticizing him for not having stronger pandemic measures and mm. and for and for violating uh pandemic rules i think but violating pandemic rules is good and cool actually um and that more people should do it it just uh just not people in power who will never be punished for breaking the rules that they make so anyway so this this is this is this is Leela here, and this is this is why we uh, we reported very happily that uh, she was polling behind none of the above, none of the above, still doing the good work of of taking down leftist infiltrators, um, uh, and uh, and so, uh, but I was going to say yesterday, Saturday, <laughs> the. the uh, what was what was what was yesterday when this uh, stream started? If not this uh, recording, uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, she actually lost control of her own executive committee um, in her own local riding. So, um, so she has she has a, a local riding just outside the city of Calgary. Um, uh, she's been very reliant on the part that is closest to the city of Calgary and therefore um, a little more socially liberal. Um, and, uh, but 449 people showed up um, to, uh, to vote in her, uh, uh, vote for her, local executive committee uh on saturday and um let's just say that was more than the people who significantly more than the people who were trying to uh replace her executive committee needed to have brought to uh to take her down <laughs> um there was there was a lot of cushion in uh in that amount um and uh and so um so and 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 by the way it's uh three constitutional officers and then you can have up to 27 more officers and often the boards don't have that many more officers but just to keep anyone because the board was largely made up of her family members and her employees um, uh, prior to this. So just to make sure that anyone associated with her could not be on the board, they came with, with uh, three constitutional officers and all 27 other positions and got them all elected to her executive committee. Um, so that's interesting because um, she is required to meet with this board once a month. Um, <laughs> this 
this board exists, this board comes comes together on the basis of wanting her gone. Um, and uh, and so anyway, it's uh, just again, um, as a person, big fan of her. She's been she's been a, a very good, very good friend and supportive person uh, to me personally. But as someone who wants to see the word conservative mean something, and I would like it to mean, I would like it to mean if 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 if, if someone's going to be a conservative, I would like it to mean that they are against abortion and that they are against teachers unions um, and that they're not constantly only punching people to their right. Um, and that's another thing is she, she had nothing but the most complimentary things to say always for the opposition party, for other infiltrators in the conservative movement, uh, any, anyone to her left or, or fellow travelers uh, uh, in, in, in her approximate place on the political spectrum, um, nothing but the nicest things to say about uh, her only attacks ever are to her right. Um, and, and so, you know, that means that you're functionally working for the other party anyway, so you might as well just join the other party. Um, small, small, small footnote, the other party is never going to win this writing that she's <laughs> DMLA for. And so that's why she's not in the other party. But, um, but yeah, it, so, uh, um, so yeah, I'm going to revel in that uh, just a tad uh, because uh, I like to see, uh, I like I, I, I like to see the good guys win, and that definitely happened in a big, big way uh, on Saturday. Um, and uh, and very happy to very happy to, uh, despite all the uh, all the attempts to not let this happen. So the board the board was required to have this meeting in July. You'll note that Saturday was not in July. In fact, Saturday was barely in August. And so, so they just defied the orders of the party, uh, and there's been lots of, lots of just rampant rule breaking uh, to try to keep Leela in, in her position, um, and uh, uh, and so they eventually the party just scheduled the meeting themselves, um, <laughs> since since the board wasn't. Uh, going to schedule it, and um, um, and and then as soon as the as soon as the uh, the the president of the board was announced, because the uh, so this also happened while while the president candidate for the for the turf Leela side was on a long scheduled business trip in Norway. Uh, they're having this meeting. So he's not there to speak for his own election. Um, and, and the other guy gets up and bashes him for it. So if, if they were ever going to lose, they were going to lose that position. And so 
Um, and so as soon as, uh, uh, as soon as they announce president, someone who knows, how could we ever, how could we ever possibly know, um, who it was, but someone called the fire marshal claiming that there were too many people in the room, uh, as soon as the result of the president election, because if you don't finish, if you don't actually finish the election and adjourn the meeting, then it wouldn't count. So now, fortunately, the fire marshal goes, it comes in and goes, yeah, that sign you're reading is for the room when the dividers are up. You guys are way good. <laughs> Continue on, please. Uh, but anyway, so it was a pretty desperate uh, maneuver. But but anyway, uh, I uh, I always want to... I always want to take a chance to uh, uh, exult in the uh, the victories and spike the football a little when uh, when the infiltrators go down, um, and uh, that that that's one of the things that makes me happiest in politics. So uh, so very happy to see that development this weekend. Oh, hey, there's some new thing, some other things going on. Uh, in our world, like I always like, it's funny. I've been, I, I glance over, uh, antiwar.com and, and Lou Rockwell, which is where I get all of my, uh, news. And I'm like, oh, there are some things that, uh, we might've missed that are going on in the world. Like for instance, and you know what? I already have a can of soda open, but this needs dramatic effect. She gone. Liz oh, Cheney. Hang on. Okay. That, she that, gone. That, you know, I didn't get enough dramatic effect out of opening now, this bottle. Yeah, the can is, is really where it's at. Now, by which we mean we are so sorry to see her go. The soul of the Republican Party. Abraham Defender Lincoln reincarnate. <laughs> Defender now, of democracy. <laughs> now they've gender swapped Abraham Lincoln. I do not like this remake. Oh... <laughs> she gone i i love it <laughs> oh and that's beautiful also oh, 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 oh I, I should open a third can but i'm not gonna do it also who else is gone dr truth science himself Oh, Anthony Fauci. Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think the writing's on the wall. He sees that there's going to be a Republican takeover, and he's like, "Peace out, suckers! I am not doing this again." Because remind Rand me, it's the House that would do an investigation, right? <laughs> yep. And Rand so, Paul okay. promises but, that's still going to happen. So, because but Rand Paul, Rand Paul is a senator, right? Um, uh, the the Republicans might not take the Senate. It's just, mm. just like it, it. It's just a weird way that the year has fallen, and the actual yeah. Senate seats that are up um, for re-election. It it might the Senate might stand yeah. pat. But you know, like it's just the weirdest thing for me is that. Um, Maybe this is not as abnormal as I think it is, but it sounds like just across the country, uh, incumbents 
are losing primaries like crazy. Yeah. Like I'm just hearing of so many incumbents Although, losing primaries. This 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 happened in the um, Tea Party wave, so yeah. it, it it's it's it, it, it I I think I feel like it happened more during the Tea Party wave. It could be. Um, but but yeah, I would expect I would expect COVID because so so I work politics adjacent for a living. Um, and everywhere I go, I'm meeting people who were not political until COVID. Now they feel like they can't be not political anymore. Um, and, and so if you've got a big influx of new political people, you know, so this meeting we were talking about where 450 people show up, um, that's 410 more than usually show up to these things, right? Like, <laughs> so obviously for 90% of these people, it's the first time they've ever been to a meeting like this. And that, I, that's, that's happening more and more. And so if you're, you're having this big influx of people that this is the, their first time being to a meeting like this, their first time, voting in this election, yada, yada. Incumbency probably does matter less. Now, add to the fact that some of the incumbents were bad on COVID, were bad on yeah, the thing that yeah. got these people involved, and yeah. now it gets really, <laughs> now it gets mm. really shaky. Yeah, I'm just, you know, uh, I know it happened big in my state, and it was largely over educational policy and, uh, my good friend, uh, my good friend, uh, I don't think he's okay. I think he's okay if I out him. Uh, uh, Zachary Deacon. Uh, I grew up with that guy. He, uh, he and I went to church growing up. My dad was his mentor. He's a great guy. Solid guy. I got to talk to him this, uh, actually this last, uh, couple weeks ago. Um, he and his, he and his, uh, family came and hung out with my family and, uh, I tweeted, no big deal. I'm just, you know, having dinner with a future state representative. Uh, you know, I'm connected, but he's, uh, just solidly reformed, solidly. Uh, um, he, you know, Patrick, you'd like this. Uh, he's a big bonds tonight. Um, and, uh, by, by what standard do you say he's a big bonds? <laughs> <laughs> uh and he he actually has his own podcast if you guys are interested it's called uh what is it oh what do they call it um theologic uh is he and uh he and uh another friend of mine uh did a did a podcast with another guy i don't know and um uh they they do uh kind of a uh two pastor they it's called two pastors and a deacon but it's spelled like his last name uh but it's a it's a you know I, I know he's a smart guy and those guys are all smart guys. So I'm, I'm sure it's great. Uh, I haven't had a chance to take a listen to it yet. I'm way behind on my audio listening. Uh, in fact, I'm so behind that. I almost missed the fact that my episode of revived thoughts came up. Uh, I've, I, uh, after a couple months of delaying <laughs> getting the, uh, sound to them. And I feel really bad about that. Uh, they asked me to do it and then, like I want to say, like the next night after I got the email, my my wife goes into labor, and then uh, we get back from that, and then my whole week was kind of 
weird and wonky. And then we had a uh, a, a uh, use trip to go on to get ready for. And then I went on it. Then I had to get caught up from it. And by the, by the time I got back to the to recording it, it had been a long, long, long time. And I feel really bad about it. But uh, it's uh, called "Small Things Not to Be Despised" is the the sermon that I got to uh, re- uh, recite. And uh, you should go check it out. Uh, Revived Thoughts. Uh, subscribe, follow, and also check out Martyrs and Myster- Missionaries. Their other shows are really good. They've got a few other ones, but those are the two that I really get into. Um, but yeah, um, way behind. But the, but that's that's that was just all a a uh, <laughs> rabbit trail from uh, Fauci is gone. Yeah, Cheney is gone. Incumbents going down, lots going on, and uh, but but not all news in the world is good. There's some really scary news, and I'm I'm feeling like honestly, Jeff, I am worried for you. Oh. I am scared on your behalf. I'm hearing what's going on in Canada. And suddenly the number one cause of death is causes unknown. Yeah. Like there's this, this, this unknown cause of death that is just going wild in your country. I, and I can, and it's, and I cannot fit and no, like all the scientists are stumped on this, right? Yes. Like I can't right. think yeah. of a single person who can come up with an explanation for, for all of these these deaths happening. I can't think of a single I mean, person. By definition, the causes are unknown. How how could one how could one know? Yeah, I how mean it's kind of like we had this huge wave of professional athletes just collapsing on the field, which had never happened before. And um I think the only thing we can conclude from that, and I think the most scientific con- conclusion to come to, is that exercise is actually bad for you. I believe that's what they're—that's what the scientists are saying, right? All these people yeah. who—I uh, mean, they—they they had to do something for their job. Um, you know, it's all not a thing, uh, not a big deal though. Safe and effective, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I just—I just love how we're all like. We're all just supposed to pretend we don't know what's going on here. We're all just closing our eyes and being like, I wonder what's, I wonder why that is. Like what started happening about a year ago that's causing all of these weird effects. Like, I mean, I mean, what, what is there? Is there anything we can pinpoint as to the cause of all of these weird happenings like it's we're all just supposed to pretend we don't have any idea like what's what's going on probably climate change right i think that's the only logical conclusion oh it's such a clown world dude yeah well abc news said rise in heart disease may be explained by extreme weather conditions that was a headline <laughs> abc news and the oh. subhead is Written by Dr. Lily Neda Desmalki. Desmalki. Okay. <laughs> and the subhead is it's not clear why temperature shifts correlated with more heart attacks. 
<laughs> but it must be the reason. <laughs> this this is so hilarious about how like science is like, um, uh, <laughs> come up with the inclusion, prove conclusion. Like that that's the whole pro the whole way of science now. It's so funny. It's hysterical. Like uh, this is the the worst kind of of uh uh proof texting scientific proof texting right where you just like i have my conclusion now i'm gonna hunt for evidence to make it work uh uh <laughs> yeah doctor doctor or dr joe biden doctor uh i hear she does good work yeah, no. uh in the realm of of medical science um ah <laughs> oh, it's just it's just quite something uh just a clown world a clown world um <laughs> yeah um so um i oh there was also uh that uh taking naps during the day is uh leading to more high blood pressure and is increased stroke stroke risk um oh <laughs> i i think milkshakes <laughs> i think i think milkshakes has been one um uh, <laughs> oh it's it's just it's just it's just, it's the funniest thing that like every time like uh yeah, like the, it, this was all predicted. It was all predicted ahead of time before this thing rolled out. And I don't know. We're not allowed to talk about it. I don't know if we are or not on YouTube, but I'm just going to play it safe and say no. Uh, but but before this whole thing was rolled out, it was right. It was predicted that all these effects were going to be happening that we're seeing happening. And then once they happen, we're all just supposed to pretend that there's, oh, man, who knows what's the cause of this? No one could have predicted this. And and I'm just going to jump from this onto my hobby horse. Do not forget that your local teachers union probably insisted that they wouldn't go back to work until kids were forced to get this thing. Mm -hmm. Most of them did, but don't forget that if 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 they had been a little bit more powerful, yeah. they would have forced your kids to get this. Yep. Or they would have refused to go back to work. Yep. So, so, so let me just say, maybe don't give them any more power. Maybe let's skip that. Yeah. I, I think it's just, yeah, it, This has been such I I love this but but I'm I'm worried that it's going to be a temporary eye opener. It's been such a great eye opener. Um, I'm worried it's going to be a temporary eye opener about the reality of the scientific uh community. You know, it's it's so funny. I I made a comment about this earlier and I was like, you know, talking about how everyone's shocked that science has become about declaring things instead of proving things and it's become more about more of a religion than a science. And I'm like, um, 
I knew that was true already because I was a creationist at a liberal college. As a creationist in a liberal college, like we all knew this already, like because y'all didn't want to admit that God was behind creation. You, pre- you, you pretended that you didn't see it and you just like, I just asked my wife the other day, we both went to the same college and I said, do you remember even once during an argument revolution? And I think to this day, I still don't think I've ever heard an argument in person revolution like i can find them if i google them but i have never once been in a situation in person where i've heard an argument for it it's asserted without proof and then if i if i push back and if i push back on it they say well this is what all the scientists all this all scientists and there's uh in a uh um what you know um uh what's it called what no um uh a uh Appeal to authority. Suddenly, it's just appeal, appeal to authority. authority. Yeah. Immediately. So I didn't know if you were you were identifying appeal to authority as the yeah. as the primary fallacy, or no true Scotsman as the follow up fallacy. When you that say, too. "But this, this guy's a scientist and he doesn't agree," <laughs> yeah, but real scientists. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild. Like it's it's uh the the amount of a scientific, uh uh zeal like religious yeah. zeal which you know religious zeal is good in its right context but in in a realm where you're supposed to be just observing and interpreting and applying and of course that's why you can't just observe interpret and apply um uh you know we would again point out the fact that uh the fool says in his heart there is no god <laughs> that there is anyone who tries to uh look at god's world without assuming a creator will find himself uh floundering for foundations really quickly um because the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom yep it mm-hmm. it it the, and 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 wisdom is the application of knowledge to life mm-hmm. so so that 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 you you can be really good and this is what the this is what the Christian worldview would predict, is that without God, you can be amazing at looking through the microscope and documenting what you see. But where you'll run into problems is applying that to life. Yeah. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Child. Uh, well, I heard a, slam, I heard a door slam. I'm going to give 30 <laughs> okay. seconds before I see if I have to go check. Uh, but um, <laughs> that that was that was very much a child is out of bed face. <laughs> yeah, well, I just heard a door slam and I'm like, should I react to that? Um, anyway, um, uh, yeah. And, and, and Pat, Patrick correctly points out that that, you know, this is what happens when a group that's never had power suddenly gets political power mm-hmm. and, and, yep. and that and it's inherently corrupting. Um, uh-huh. And I, I do believe that explains a lot of what goes on is that, so look, if you are a public health officer <laughs> coming up in this day and age, your whole thing was uh, it, it, lately, it, it, it's, 
it's been opioids, 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 fentanyl. It, and, and then all of a sudden, this is what it took me a while to get my head around it. But it's like, all of a sudden, you're throwing out the thing that your job has been about, the thing that you've wanted everyone to care about. You don't care that those doubled, quadrupled in some places, that fentanyl deaths doubled, quadrupled in some places, that deaths of despair skyrocketed everywhere. And that that's, that's what you, depending on where you are, but in most places, honestly, that's what the public health crisis was considered. And, and you totally left that aside, by the way, in many places, the death rate from those things exceeded the death rate from COVID. Um, I can't speak for everywhere and I don't care, but I don't need to know. I don't need to know to know that it was a bad policy. So, uh, but anyway, um, uh, but it, so it was hard for me to get my head around, like, how can you throw that out? But it's that, it's that you've never had this much power and attention before. And with, with this much power and attention, you're going to keep you're going to dance with the girl that brung you to political power and you're going to keep you're going to keep singing the song for as long as you keep getting encores and and it and it makes this perverse incentive where it's then very difficult for these people to to say covid is over or or or, or these these decisions were a mistake and we need to we need to start to unwind them um, because these are the decisions that thrust you into the public spotlight and gave you significantly more power. I mean, in this province, we had the joke um, that, uh, that the, the premier and her lovely assistant, Jason Kinney did this or did that. Um, and, and, and it was, it was largely true. Um, and, uh, and so so yeah, it, it's and and so just let that be a lesson that if if political power is that corrupting to people who did not seek it, imagine how corrupting it is to the people who sought it. Imagine how corrupting it is to the people who wanted it more than the people who had it suddenly thrust upon them. Yep. Yep. It's science has been broken for a long time. I think uh we're just it's just it's like the realization of it has just gone mainstream. And um I'm here for it. Uh <laughs> um I mean there's other things going on in the world. I was thinking like there's uh there's like uh um, there's some fascinating things going on, like, uh, um, foreign policy things going on. Like, uh, mm -hmm. seems like against Israel's best against Israel's wishes, we're going to come up with a new JCPOA with Iran. Uh, we're going to come up with a not like which back them off the nuclear weapons. Um, but which take this with a grain of salt. But I'm in favor of. Mm -hmm. I, I, 
I was in favor of the JCPOA in the first place. I, I was, I was against the arguments for its removal. None of them made sense to me. Not, I thought, I thought, um, I thought it was dangerous rhetoric that even some of my favorite politicians in the States were engaging in. Yep. Um, because, (laughs) um, because the JCPOA is JCPOA had a four percent approval rating with republic with Republicans. So if you were a Republican, <laughs> what's the upside in yeah. in uh, in defending it? Because Obama did it, and yeah, it's hard to sell Republicans on like you know this was actually a good move. Uh, he did a lot of bad moves, but this was a it good. It would move. have been easier if Obama hadn't tied himself to it. So this was the point in Obama's presidency where they knew that if, if I'm recalling correctly, I, I could be I could be off here, but I'm pretty sure this was the point in Obama's presidency where they knew if they actually wanted to get something done, Obama's name had to be off it and they needed to sort of let him sort of back channel and do his thing. And so Obama could actually work on it, but but that his name had to be off it. He couldn't claim it as a policy victory, or or that would make it is that would make it too easy for Republicans yeah, to oppose. Yeah. But but he just he just couldn't help himself in in turning this into into his thing and slapping the blue donkey all over it. Yeah. And 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 I think. I think I think your Rand Pauls and your Ted's Cruz and and so forth probably could have found their way around to supporting it if if it hadn't been stamped Team Obama. Yep. Eh, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean once again, like I know it's here's here's the deal. Jeff, I know you're going to be shocked to hear this, find this out, but um, politicians, especially the types that uh, aspire to the higher offices, um, tend to be hopeless narcissists. I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh <laughs> It's true. Like this is this is the what big a, problem that that gets the one heart of my of favorite it, political cartoons about Obama was was him was was him in the nativity scene laying laying in the crash on top of baby Jesus taking a selfie. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, man, and then like should China Taiwan? That's going crazy. Um. And Pelosi just lit a powder keg over there. It is not getting, it is not going well. And plus what's so fascinating is we keep driving our enemies to together. Like these people who we are like lining up against. And it's like, are you trying to start a world war? Like, are we trying to, to firm up the battle lines? We're going to put Russia, China, and I ran on this side and we're going to be over here with whichever NATO people still have an army. Um, that isn't our army. Uh, 
And then we're gonna just like is that is that <laughs> you know like and then UN like man like then UN uh <laughs> peacekeepers are getting accused of heinous crimes in uh African countries against women. Man, it's just a, a world gone mad and we the United States tends to be behind a lot of it. Like I'm not a blame America first guy, but I, I do think like, man, we are, we are not a force for good right now, but it's okay because it is now it is now U S and Canadian foreign policy to make sure that those women who were raped by UN peacekeepers can get abortions. So you see, we're, we're fixing it. We're fixing it with our foreign policy. Well, I just, I just constantly am looking at the headlines coming through on the foreign policy and being like, "What was that about the adults being in the room?" Yeah, like that was the big selling point on on Biden. Oh, finally, the adults are in the room. The adults are in the room. The adults who are courting nuclear war on three different, uh, on three different fronts, like that. That those are the adults in the room we're talking about. The ones who who tanked. All the good that Trump did in North Korea for uh, policy relations, uh, who are dead set on making an enemy out of the other great nuclear power in the world, who are dead set on pushing China and Russia into each other's arms in order to shore up an attack and and treating Taiwan like a a pawn in their geopolitical. chess game and you know what happens to the pawns they get smashed while you're trying to set up a checkmate and that's this is just it's insane and like these are supposed to be the adults in the room like that's their whole selling point we're the adults in the room and it's just and and that not even getting into inflation going like crazy and and uh the fbi being treated like a uh like his own private goon squad. Like this is just, it's the insanity. And these are the adults in the room. I'm supposed to feel comforted that they're finally in charge. But, but uh, once again, Iowa and cap, it's, it's important for you to know that, that uh, when they um, murdered the wife and children and dog of a guy that was always innocent of the charges that they were claiming of him. Some of their, some of their goon squad felt bad about it. So they're a kinder, gentler, they're, they're a kinder, gentler paramilitary organization. Now that's right. They show empathy while they're killing you and your dog. Uh, Yes. They'll feel really bad about it afterwards, which is comfort to you. Oh yeah. Uh, and at I, least we have a cracked new batch of armed IRS agents. Yeah. Yes. That video did not inspire confidence. Like the first glance at the video, you're like, oh, the IRS have guns. This is gonna be fun. And then you see their awful gun discipline. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I, I I finally was like, you know what? Actually, I'm not that worried. I'm pretty sure they're gonna do more damage to each other than to anyone else. Uh Ah! <sighs>
You have to laugh or you'll cry. Although, you know, the problem the problem with that is they might do more damage to themselves than anybody else in the first volley, but after they've taken out all their comrades standing in the front, um, then then they'll then they'll light you up and and uh, and say we had to. We had to, our guys were getting killed. And who are they gonna go after? Um, the video was talking about some hedge fund manager, some yeah. bank executive. Is that who <laughs> is that who they were going after in, in the where they brought in fifty armed IRS agents to go after? Who are they going after again? Uh it had to be some kind of a, a billionaire class person, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think it was uh I think I think they needed the uh, the assistance of Space Force because they were going after Jeff Bezos. Jeez Louise, wasn't it? Then they say it was like the whole exercise was going after like someone who owned a lawn care company, yeah, or something like that. That was just wild. Like, guys, this isn't going to affect you. This is for going after the billionaires who aren't paying their fair share. Weirdly, it always ends up coming back to uh, those of us who, uh, you know just trying to make it in this world and my gosh yeah but you know we 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 also have to uh though understand that now you have no excuse not to uh um just you know, overestimate what you need in Texas because, uh, um, because you know, you're getting $10,000 of uh, student loans forgiven. Um, and, uh, and that can't possibly have ramifications in the future. No, um, no, no. Uh, see, inflation is good, actually. Yeah. Because now it means, you know, you, you know, because, because it is. Because yeah. reasons. And, and if, and if it's not good, it's transitory. And if it's not transitory, it's actually the Republicans fault. And how does this go again? <laughs> um, um one one of our uh one of our dear listeners got a uh world one of our dear listeners got a got a uh poll with the most convoluted polling question that was like did you believe that inflation is a the result of complicated economic factors um or b biden's fault or like exclusively Biden's fault. It's like, like, obviously, A is the correct answer, but it's like <laughs> that is irrelevant to whether whether Biden should be politically punished for the inflation. I mean, it's it's so interesting. It's like, okay, is it is it all Biden's fault? No, of course not. Uh, we've not. been doing this since 1920. Uh, like this is this has been coming on, but but that was the learning curve but, of the Federal Reserve that we hear so much about. 
where that and causes a great depression. Bush cranked it up to to eleven. Obama found out there was a twelve. Uh, Trump found out that in fact this one actually can go up. It's huge. It can go up to fifteen, and then Biden went ahead and cranked it up to nine hundred. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess Biden's not the only one who's going into this. But my gosh, like his the 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 money supply. He flooded the money supply. You can't do that. Like, I, I'm convinced that, like, they're stupid, but they're not this stupid. They have to know that, what was it, like, quadrupling the money supply in their first, I don't know how many months? Like, that's insane. Right. Uh, and, and they just were like, yeah, this should probably work out for us. Uh, I don't see any reason why this shouldn't work out perfectly. Uh... And it's it, oh my it's just it's clown world. I keep saying it like it's this is the insanity. Like these are the the adults in the room that we're supposed to trust in that I'm supposed to be like uh, <laughs> that I'm supposed to respect and honor because these guys have my best interest at heart. You know, like the, it's the lunatics are in the center. That's the fact. That's the facts. Yeah. The lunatics yeah. are in the center. The the as much as I can't stand the left, and I certainly can't. They the only thing worse than a leftist is a centrist. I said yeah. it once. I'll say it again. The only thing worse than a leftist is a centrist. They are far worse. Um, because at least a leftist would so poorly manage the government that they couldn't bomb children in Iraq and Iran and Somalia and Syria and Yemen and uh, wherever else we've been bombing this week, Afghanistan, even though we promised to stay out of there, you know, leftists, when they take over countries um, are too busy having reigns of terror in their own country to, to impose them on other countries. This and, and, and it's just it's the and, and then like we can look at this on the national level. Should I talk about this? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Let's get let's get personal here, folks. So I've got a tree in my backyard that started dangling branches over the over the lines, over the the power lines. And over my neighbor's power lines, just it grew up like crazy this summer. Like we're we're sure it was never this big before. I didn't plant it. We inher- we got it with the house, and now it's it's leaning over my neighbor's uh fence. And I'll be honest, like okay, so first of all, we get a call from we get a letter from the state or not from the state from the city government saying we need to cut it. We need to get it cut, and we're like that's insane. We don't have that. We don't have the money to be doing this kind of crap. And so then we we call the city and we're trying to figure out what's going on. And the city says our neighbor complained about it. And we're like, <sighs> and I'm like, first of all, we've talked to this neighbor. We are friendly with this neighbor. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like, but you think about what happened there. What happened there? Okay, so this is all this is a drama we're, we're all walking we're all walking through this together so what i'm thinking is my gosh like this is where my thought immediately goes to us I, uh, is there is um our 
Ah, uh, how, how do I say this? Um, right away, like instead of going to me, what had happened? Instead of coming to us and talking to us, they went to the city instead. Well, yeah. Well, why? Because they could. They could avoid the conversation of having talked to us and they could just let the city take care of it. And so suddenly uh, they don't have to worry about it. But then what does that do? Then I hear the complaint and then I get mad at them because, and this is ruining my neighborly opinion. So they're dividing neighbors now. But it gets even worse. <laughs> it gets even worse because it turns out my neighbor didn't complain about us. Oh, she just inquired. <laughs> she just went to the city and asked if she could cut it. She wanted to know what her rights in the situation were. If she could take care of it herself. And so she just went to the city and asked if she could do it. And the city registers that as a complaint communicates to me that my neighbor complained about us. And so she's like coming to us and being like, we never complained. I promise you, we did not complain. And so, like, they were dividing neighbor from neighbor. Because that's what the state does. Like, this is this is what the state does. They mismanage and they divide us. Like, it's, it's so interesting. Like, I was having a conversation with someone try, where, once again, you know, we Christians, we love to blame the internet for every social ill. We love to blame social media. That's a big thing, right? Everything that's wrong is wrong because of social media. Um, <laughs> but in reality, like, wh like what came first? Like, what came first? The th this was the conversation I was having with someone was like, um, that it is basically causing us because it's 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 a uh, feeding into our individualism because we can pick our own communities. But really, what came first? Social media or the sense of alienation? Like definitely the sense of alienation. The set, this, this is really the theme of every, if we're going to wrap up everything we've talked about so far in a bow, it's that every, we are, the sense of alienation comes from the fact that the neighbors that we should be looking to for support and for care and for companionship and for friendship, we are divided from them by the fact that every two to four years, we have to literally go to war over which of us can force the other one to follow our rules. You know, this, this right. is, this is something that Dave Smith is always talking about. And he's absolutely right. Like the, the massive size and scope of the government has caused, has brought it to such an extent that we go to war every two to four years over who can force the rest of the country to follow their rules. And, and so instead of being able to be, uh, neighborly, uh, we, you know, it, it used to be right. Like it used to be that we could just that, you know, you could just disagree with someone and still be friends with them. Oh, that silly Democrat. Oh, you stupid Republican. And they, they still get along, but now it's like. Uh, uh, that's my neighbor. I would talk. Uh, I was going to talk to him, but I saw he put out a Trump sign, so I'm not going to talk to him anymore because he's the enemy. Like that's 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 the cause of the alienation. So yeah, with us all alienated from each other, we go to social media and online to find our uh, communities. Because I'm, I'm convinced it's actually the opposite. It's that we're realizing how lonely it is to be individuals. That's why we're running to the internet to find communities 
because the state is not allowing us to have communities locally. And and uh, and actually, we talked a lot about this when when I got to talk to uh, to uh, Isaac from from Hoppian.org uh, on the Flyover Libertarian, and we talked a lot about how the irony is, uh, collectivists are actually the ones who support atomic uh, atomistic individualism. It's always the collectivists that want atomistic individualism, and it's the political individualists that support communalization. Not communal com- communism, but communalization. Like because the individualist knows that for me to be like the truth is, um, work hard, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. We actually know that doesn't work. Everyone knows that you have to do business with other people. For one thing, you need customers. For another thing, you need people to do part the the divisions of labor you can't do, and then you need uh, the support of friends. Like the. You know, again, we're talking. We've talked about this in the past of like the 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 radical individualist farmer. Well, the radical individualist farmers sure do gang up a lot when someone needs help planting or uh, planting or uh, 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 harvesting their field. They they that's when you see them come together like like mad. Um, and so the, the it's the the political individualist who just wants to have their own. Uh, farm, have their own land, have their own business. They know they need community. They know they need um, family at the very least. Um, but the atomistic individual, what, who do they want? Who do they look to? The atomistic individual doesn't look to a neighbor. The atomistic individual doesn't look to family because they don't have family. The atomistic individual doesn't look to friends. They don't have friends. The atomistic in- individual looks to the government, mm-hmm. looks to the state. And so the collectivist, in order to collectivize us, must first make us alienated. And, and so they have to politicize everything. From a Christian perspective, so we're deep into remembering that we are an anarchist Bible study here, so let's go ahead and, and just, just do the thing. Um, uh, <laughs> from, a, from, a, from a biblical perspective, why, why, why does the civil magistrate exist? The civil magistrate exists to resolve otherwise irresolvable conflicts between families, mostly, um, between um, uh, uh, between people for whom an ecclesiastical authority they they share no ecclesiastical authority um i between between voluntary associations right uh and and by the way like when you're thinking like patriarchal uh semi bedouin <laughs> like um ancient near eastern family kings um this this is uh um that your 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 civil magistrate is 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 needed because all those institutions tend to be within 
this one family structure. And so disputes between families is going to be your main thing. And you can see this in, you can see this in, in the Old Testament where, 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 where they're, they're looking for a, and, and you can see it with, with Moses. What is Moses wearied by doing? He is hearing disputes between Israelites. Mm-hmm. Moses isn't, Moses isn't making health and safety regulations for Israelites. Moses isn't making bylaws for Israelites. He's hearing disputes between Israelites. And he's wearying himself in it that he needs to set up a bureaucracy to to handle handle the small stuff Mm -hmm. um, so that he's not wearying himself so much with this. Um, And then then the whole the whole way the judicial system for Israel in the land is set up is is to 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 it's it's all centered around avoiding giant blood feuds between families right like that's that that is that is the one thing the system is optimized for right so you 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 have your avenger of blood and your cities of refuge and you've got all these all these rules to to prevent it turning into Hatfields and McCoys. So, so that's, um, I could have gone, I could have gone uh, Capulets and whatever Romeo was, but I forgot whatever Romeo was. Montagues. Anyway, uh, Montagues. I was going to say Montesquieu, but I knew that was the, uh, Look at you, theater nerd. Um, I, uh, I was going to say Montesquieu's, but I knew that was that was the uh, the French, uh, like uh, like a classical liberal writer. Um, so Montagues, yes, yes. Um, so uh, anyway, so you know, if I wanted to go, if I wanted to go a little more cultured than uh, than Tennessee. And go Genoa, I think. I could have uh, anyway. Um, so uh, uh, anyway, but that's that's what the system is optimized for. Okay, and then and then and then what? And, and then it, you do get accretions on that. So then, so then, what in dealing with the justice system does the New Testament tell you the most? Hey. When you have a dispute with your neighbor, settle it on the way. Because you'd rather settle it out of court than go to court. Like, so the, the, because, uh, and I, I, think, I, think that, I think that's largely because of the accretions of, of state-ish <laughs> power that are, that are building on on that relatively simple, like clan-based, dispute-based system, common law style system, you have a you have these accretions um, on top of it to the to the point that that 
the most prudential advice is settle on your way to court. Um, and then it's also, hey, reminder, guys, you guys are in the same church. Stop suing each other. Like, <laughs> don't you know you're going to judge the world? And as you keep saying, no, I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> um, good to know. Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah. Th- so so like practice and. um and 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 that's that's where the you know there there are many valuable things about exodus and numbers that that we neglect at our peril but one of the most valuable political theological applications of excess in numbers is that slaves make lousy rulers. And we too quickly let ourselves start dreaming of the leaks we had in Egypt um, and and want and, and desire desire slavery to the state which makes us less and less able to regulate our own affairs and just settle things like neighbors. Um, and we, and which is why, by the way, Moses is wearied by, by all these disputes they probably had more disputes than they should have had because they were slaves and they were not accustomed to having to handle their own business and have to handle their own disputes and have to come to agreements between themselves because slaves make lousy rulers. They rule their own houses poorly. They rule their own property poorly. They, they, they can't, they can't regulate themselves. So they need over-regulation. Um, and I think, um, I think we see that where, We've we've grown so accustomed to well, there ought to be a law for that, and there almost always is already. And then we pass a new one anyway, um, and 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 to the point that you know you can you can write the book three felonies a day, and it's not it's not hyperbole, <laughs> is that. That the that the average American commits three felonies a day, um, and so it's yeah. Sorry, your your uh, your little incident with the only tree in Iowa um, just uh, just gives us a uh, <laughs> my sit okay. You want some more irony? Okay. You want me to go back to it? I was about to get off it. Uh, this is just, this is not, there's no overarching theme of this one. <laughs> of this one. Uh, our city is uh, one of the cities that has the designation of a city of trees. Because we have so many trees in the city. And then the city comes in and penalizes us for being a city of trees. You can't brag about it and then get mad at us when we are doing what you're bragging about. 
<laughs> I'm very frustrated. Uh, but let me talk to you about let me talk to you to you about a federal government and a province of oil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you really want to get your dander up <laughs> no i'm good i'm good i uh no more dander please uh, man that was a great conversation oh i bet the people who are only watching preambling are feeling really sad that they missed it Oh, they're gonna they're gonna have to. Uh, so they're, I bet you're gonna be on the edge of your seat waiting for Thursday to come so you can watch it. Um, but I think it's now time to get into that. Uh, the real reason why most people tune into preambling, um, and that is, uh, for the rings of power. No, sorry. Uh, uh, for. Uh, Uriel's Revenge. <laughs> um, we are, we are in the, we are working up to the climax. We are vastly, quickly, rapidly coming to the climax. And so we are nearing the end. And so we say, warning, spoilers, warning. Turn back now. If you have not read this book or you are intending to turn back now, you don't want to go any further down this road. Okay, you've been thoroughly warned. Now let's spoil the heck out of this. So we're doing we're in 32 and 33 right now. Um out of I wanna make sure I get it clear. Out of 41 chapters, we are in 32 and 33. 32 is pretty short, and 33 ended very rudely. It's like he knew yeah. exactly where we were going I, to be stopping. I, I did not stop reading this time. <laughs> I read the next page. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, but then I stopped myself. So they're on their way to Umbriel, the moon around Uranus, uh, because that is where uh, the, 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 what is it? The, um, the resting place of our. Oh, well, yes. Our, our, our Shakira. Our Shakira, yes, the uh, the Junia branch, the warrior, our Archon patron, uh, and um, yes, this is where the tree, the cataclysm, I believe they call it, happens, where um, which ended in uh, our Shakira being put to sleep, and uh, Junia, we're not sure what happened to her, um, one of the three children of Marcus, uh, right, Marcus, yes, yes, yes. Yes. I yes, son of so. Marcus. Yes. So, um they flew they're they're on their way there and uh um So then we hear a little bit about the knights of Uriel, which is interesting. Um Eric talks about his um uh, experiencing the healing chambers of the Knights of Uriel. Um, he talks about it. They had the usual first aid supplies in their kits and the flame disinfectants, oh. uh, mem accelerator Sorry. gels. Sorry. What? There is a, right before all this, there oh. is a Chekhov's Evie walks into the shower and then, and now, <laughs> and then we get all this. Yes. Uh, 
Yes. When, when, when the towel goes on in the first act, it has to come off by the third act of this chapter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that as well. I was like, oh, I know what's coming next. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then, um, but then he, he talks about how they had regular healing, and of course they put unveil on it. We know at this point that it has medicinal properties, so that's fine. But at the base, Eric paused. The infirmary was a round room with cots pointed pointing inward toward a round table in the center. I lay there for a while alone. A group of them, all young women, practically teenagers, came in with a communion tray and two chalices. The leader seemed to be a blonde-haired girl that looked a little older than the others. She had an intense stare. She offered the Lord's Supper with a fine Lutheran liturgy. Uh, so I took it with them. The wine in the chalice they gave me was mixed with unveil, which didn't surprise me. Then she took off her cloak. Beneath it, she wore a white tunic with an inverted triangle on the chest stitched in red. She took the chalice of wine, tilted her head back, and poured it onto her neck. It splattered all over the tunic and onto the floor. The others pulled the tunic over her head and spread it all on the table. She took the other chalice and drank it. She had to steady herself to keep from falling. They set the tray with the bread on one corner of the triangle and an empty chalice on the each of the other corners. By this time, the blonde-haired girl was kneeling on the floor. Another one of them said a prayer like we used to say in Das Reisen, uh, Lord of hosts, by the wrath you poured on your son, you tore the temple curtain in two. By his death, you destroyed the old shadows and granted that we may approach you even in our uncleanness. We come before you now and plead with you to tear the barrier between the spheres that by your gifts we may heal our brother. They began chanting in the nomad language, repeating a poem about a fountain. The girl on the floor pointed at me with a straight arm. She was sweating and she reeked of unveil. It must have been concentrated. I couldn't look at her. She hunched over in wine-stained underclothes, staring at me and mumbling the poem. After a minute, they passed around a knife and cut their forearms and let the blood run into the chalices. And then Brian says, that's messed up. Fortunately, that's all the further it went. The blonde-haired girl was semi-conscious when they stopped, and they carried her out. Someone else came in to examine my leg. They led me into the meeting room. The wound is healed over, scarred, his heels scarred over. I shouldn't have let them do it. Their eyes were full of pain. And so, weird. And yet, Arnashura tells, uh, tells us, or tells the, the, the group, that... Um, it's not abnormal that there are essentially there were um, certain uh, rituals that were actual use actually used um, to to tap into the what what does he call it the transmundane uh, and, and but also there were other rituals that were just made up by humans and then it really just depended on the nomads wanting to be involved um, and so. We're left to wonder, I, was this an I invented ritual or was this a real ritual? So actually he says some of the ritual some of the rituals are completely invented by nomads, which I thought was interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have other nomad, nomads, that's right. You have nomads inventing rituals to get humans to invoke them that might not even work. <laughs> like yeah. apparently don't right, right, actually right. work. 
Let me quote the two sentences since, instead of talking about it. At best, the rites carry some truth about truths about the workings of the other realms and aid the human practitioner's mind and focus on the transmundane. At worst, they are completely invented, sometimes by men, other times by nomads. Yeah. But still, they function as signals of devotion or receptivity. Right, right. Okay, I, I forgot about that detail. Good. Thanks for working that out. Um, but yeah, um... But ultimately, but, he says yeah, the big. But the, the, but the upshot is, for for them to work at all, nomads have to, want or, or to. ethereal relics. Yeah. Uh, right. right, right, yeah. Um, and 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 he says, I suspect what Eric witnessed was a true rite that allowed a nomad to channel his vitality through a human toward regeneration of flesh. So that explains like what what happened with the girl pointing at him. Is that a nomad was channeling his life force into the woman pointing at him, and that is what caused his healing to happen more rapidly? Theological questions are coming up uh, mm -hmm. that we don't have time for, but <laughs> of like, so it, yeah, but interesting. But I'm I, I get the feeling we're gonna get the answers to those theological questions though going forward. Um. Or at least he's gonna hint it at it so that hint us at it right. so that we want another book. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I sometimes forget that this is book one. Yeah, right. So um, so that yeah. I might not get everything answered that I want answered in this book. Right. <laughs> um. Yes. Interesting. Okay, sorry. I just realized there's a word in the title that I haven't actually ever thought about. Like, what is the cliptic? Yeah. Cliptic. Yeah, I, I've wondered about that too. Interesting. Um, but Arun Ashura says, I've lost my knowledge of the workings of healing magic and the cataclysm, and I've forbidden the House of Aulis from practicing it. The structure of human life is fragile and should not be adjusted without the proper tools. So, um... Yeah, and then then Brian heads to bed and is interrupted by Evie. Um uh, where um you know they're resolved to keep their their relationship uh nice and chaste uh collapses uh dramatically. Um but although along the way, she makes a comment that I thought was interesting. She said, I think when all this is over, I'm going to take some time off. I'd like to spend a week or two with the Knights. I wonder if they would have me. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to bring that up if you didn't. I thought yeah. that was interesting. There's a. It's an interesting, again, like I what I love about this book is it keeps us guessing about should we like the knights or not? <laughs> like sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I'm all, yeah. Christian Lutheran, uh, Lutheran, you know, nomad warriors. I'm down. I'm down. I'm in. Uh, other times you're like creepy mystic rites. I don't, I don't know. Um, like they'll go from like, uh, at first, like again, like the, the runs the gamut just in that scene alone. Like, Oh, communion. Oh, Lutheran Lutheran liturgy. Cool. Cool. Cutting arms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's 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 just uh it's it's like the the zigging and the zagging is uh, Oh, it's that kind of Lutheran. 
<laughs> uh, this must be an ALCA thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Yeah. Praising the Earth Goddess. Um <laughs> Where, where, where are the Missouri Synod Space Warriors? <laughs> I want those. Oh man! Um, but after they spend some time together, uh, there's another detail that I thought was interesting. Um, when Brian comes awake, uh, it says Brian came awake gradually with a recollection recollection of a repeated dream in which he was trying to solve nonsensical math problems despite being violently ill frustration he realized that the illness was real he was sweating with a headache sore throat and cyclically scaling nausea he tried to put it out of his mind and fall back asleep but he was thirsty and becoming more and more alert uh evie had gone so he he's he's not feeling well but he had a weird dream uh Yeah. Patrick says Lutheran bales, the gods of toilet usage. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh he he has some there's there's some interesting where uh then when he's going to study some of the nomads uh codexes and stuff like that he first has a a, a moment of like he remembers oh maybe i should read the bible first and he has a, a like a, he he reads some gospel of john before um before he does and uh but but yeah i, so I found that very relatable by the way yeah <laughs> being like uh being like oh yeah i'm super excited to 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 read this thing and i uh haven't read the bible yet uh like <laughs> i uh i found yeah. that I, I found that entire thought process very uh very relatable uh, yeah uh, um yeah um but then it, yeah he, he ends up falling back asleep but so this is a short chapter but it's kind of setting things up um for the next chapter and it's not action oriented it's just kind of like i guess it's very much in the same vein as when they found the uh the the um titan of uh, the titus sorry the titus um uh cave whereas it's more like that it's kind of a, there's this, it creates kind of a, a feeling of foreboding, like something's about to go wrong. And so you're just kind of like, I'm reading the whole chapter. Like I was very nervous reading this chapter in, 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 uh, in a, like a, like a thriller sort of sense of like, I'm just waiting for things to go wrong. Um, and so it, it's 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 like a slow burn but you're just like it's like you're, i was in some places almost afraid to read the next paragraph because i was convinced that is where everything's gonna go wrong you know i almost yeah. got to be like joey putting the the uh book in the freezer because he, you know he's getting scared <laughs> uh but they they get to umbriel the dead branch and um 
Um, Evie and Brian, or they, they make a comment that Brian and Evie um, had not heard from Elwood, and they're getting nervous about that. Um, th they know that Incendium has gone back to Mars and has issued a ban on entering Olympia under threats of destruction. So that so Evie worried that Elwood had been shot down and stranded in Olympia, unable to get help. And so um, th there's a little bit of uh, they're, they're a little worried about what happened to Elwood and um, and and uh, Le Leah. Leah, yeah. Leah, okay, right, okay. Sorry, just suddenly second guessing myself. It's been too long since we've we've seen them. So I'm, yeah, I'm 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 worried about them too. Uh, but they they land and then they start descending into the moon, and apparently there's greater gravity than there should be. Mm -hmm. Um. And. Yeah, there's too much gravity for the size of a moon, Alan said. It feels nearly as strong as Mars. And so, as they're descending into the crevices, um, there's, that's the first of many weird things going on in this moon. Um, like, um, yeah, what else? Um, well, as a, well, we're not there yet, but the gravity isn't going straight down. Right, right. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, is it just, and then Brian at one point is like, is it just my imagination or is the ice flowing here along with the ether? There's, a, there's an ether flow and that the ice is flowing with it, which, you know, that's not what ice usually does. And so there's a lot of weird things going on in this, um, in this place. And, um, and as they're descending into it, and there's a lot of really great details that we're just having to skip over because we don't, you know, it's like you, you can't just read the whole chapter because then, then, then why are you going to Amazon.com to order it for yourself? Like, you know, like get, get it yourself and read it. Yeah. You, you lazy bum. You can't do all the work for you. Um, but as they get, they but, get closer, really good, really atmospheric writing here for sure. Yes. Very good writing. Very good. Um, as, um, so Arnashura stays up top for a little while, but he eventually comes down to them um, because, uh, and and uh, Eric says, um, nitrogen, oxygen, nothing toxic detected. It's thick enough here that Arnashura can breathe. Um, and then should we wait for him or start climbing down? Evie asked. I vote we climb down. Who has the spikes? Alan asked. He slung his rifle on his back, unhooked a coiled synthetic rope from his belt, and approached the rib of the hole. Should give Arnashura a few minutes, Brian said. He didn't know why Alan seemed so anxious to proceed without him. It should only take him a minute to traverse a crevice and tunnel. Alan took one of the spikes from Eric and pounded into the ice with his ice axe. He'll only have a minute before he loses consciousness, so unless he waits at the ship, he'll be here before we get to the bottom. It's about eight meters deep. Uh, so, so Alan is, is getting a little bit, some weird things going on, right? Alan is, yeah. is, is getting a little intense. Um, and, and he wants to go down. He, he doesn't want to wait for Arnashura, which is the first sign that maybe something's going on. Um, but then as they start to go down, it says Brian felt a sudden chill. Arnashura appeared in the tunnel immediately behind them. He crouched low, almost on his hands that he used to fit. 
His wings vibrated spasmodically as he tried to fold them flat against his back and gill-like flaps on his neck and upper chest opened and closed. The nomad was gasping for breath. After a few seconds, he pushed through Brian and perched on the edge of the pit next to Alan. In the richer atmosphere, he quickly regained control of himself and he spoke slowly and he spoke quietly. Arna Shura says he'll go down first, Alan said. We can follow once he finds out whether our Shakira is awake. So Arnashur catches up with them, which, uh, you know, and, and goes on ahead of them because uh, they want to they make sure that, you know, there's not a giant nomad waiting for them, specifically one named the warrior. There's, you know, something about that seems a little bit, uh, yeah, let's make sure that, uh, make sure he's not waiting for us. So, and and then he sends the message that all the all's clear up, and then they start they lower a rope and they start lowering themselves down to the shaft, all the way to the bottom, and they find at the bottom like what they find what do they find at the bottom? I'm letting you come into this. I think yeah. I take over too much in the Uriel's Revenge portion. Well, I'm it, trying it, to... it makes it makes sense though. So so yeah. They 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 find the tree of life and are yeah. Shakira. Right. And and like but like and again, we can't do justice to all of the beautiful atmospheric writing he's doing. But it's like there's a faintly glowing tree. And but it's not just faintly glowing in the ethereal world, like through the glasses or the unveil. Right. There's a physical glow to it as well. And what's wild is it's growing in the ice, right? And so it's it's like it it seems like otherworldly and unnatural. Um, and there's yeah, there's this giant nomad, the shape of a gigantic nomad, splayed out in the shallow water. Yeah, there it is. It's our Shakira. And um and uh Arnashura inspects him and sees he suffered a grave injury, Alan said. A massive expenditure of energy depleted his vitality and his organs of respiration fractured from lack of liquid ether. It could be centuries before they reassemble. So again, remember that they don't the nomads don't die normally. There are ways to kill them. But he, they 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 just kind of go to sleep for a time. And he says it could take centuries for this particular nomad to reassemble himself um but evie once again asks for unveil because she never learns um this seems to be a a lesson with evie she or a, a theme with with evie she doesn't really learn her lessons uh she ends up you know returning to her old mistakes but instead brian compromises and gives her the glasses instead of her old mistakes brian <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but um, gives gives her the glasses instead. And this last oh, this last page. Oh, I think this is the last page. Yes, this is the last page. So Evie uh, puts on the glasses and and Brian takes some unveil, I believe, doesn't he? I think it's. <laughs> home wrecker and vision wrecker that's right um <laughs> but okay well no it's the runes they find the runes 
Yeah, and, uh, and at this point, at this point, Brian hasn't taken unveil yet. Not yet. Uh, oh, right, because he makes a comment that without the large nomads, the whole cavern seems so much bigger. Um, but Eric and Alan took off their helmets. Eric walked around the island. The runes say in the 70th year of fruitfulness of the second tree, the body of Junia, daughter of Marcus, mother of Junius Sylvanus. So there's a, there's a child here involved. Um, here expired after she and I, her patron, our Shakira, escaped from the consuming alien fire. As the firmament withdraws and the energy granted by the tree fades, I plant its seed in her flesh as my final act. Because remember, we thought the tree was dead. And so mm -hmm. suddenly finding a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says, I plant the tree is my I plant the tree in her flesh as my final act. The seed of the tree. Eric climbed up on the rocks and approached the tree. Alan joined him. Is anything left of her body? Evie said, Eric placed his glowing hand, his gloved hand on the trunk. I don't know. He looked the trunk up and down and took the fragment from his belt. I'm seeing some things here that I didn't expect. He said, what does it look like through the glasses? Um, I couldn't see any ethereal structure, Brian said, as he stepped between the tube-shaped rocks and roots. I figured it was hidden inside the trunk. There's a branching ethereal structure inside, Alan tapped on one of the low-hanging fruits. The low-hanging branches. But there's something else in there, too. It looks like human remains underneath the roots. So it grew literally grew out of her body and then yeah. Brian and then Brian jumped to the edge of the island raised a half meter around the flat of the surface around a flat surface the trunk of the tree glow grew from a raised portion of the rock in the middle of the island and its roots spilled over it before climbing off the edge and down into the water he crouched between the roots and peered under the trunk. I think this is a sarcophagus. Huh. And so, wild. And then Eric uh, held the point of the piece of Arsanira against the trunk at shoulder height. And he says, is there a reason not to go ahead and kill this thing? Brian says, do it. He felt a chill as Arnashura approached the tree. Suddenly, something knocked Brian off his feet, and he lost his balance, collided with the rocky rim of the island, landed on his back in the water. He splashed and slipped trying to stand and scrambled up the rocks in time to see Alan reach up to pick one of the fruits off the tree. And that's the end of the chapter! What a jerk! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, if this is the end of the episode, it is a cliffhanger. Wow. Uh, and so we're gonna have to pick up in two weeks. Not 
Don't worry about that. Not next week because I'm going to be gone, so we can't we can't record another preambling next week. But in two weeks, we're going to come back for 34 and 35, and we are just, as we get closer, twists and turns and zigs and zags. Just when we think we can trust Alan, he pulls this. And it's about to pop off. So, yeah, what do you think? What uh let's let's go with, first of all what is the alien fire that that uh, that that um consumed them uh our Shakira and Junia what do you well, think that is it is it the, uh, the 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 flame of of the uh the sword that might be that might be that could be very well be um you're probably right um okay second what is Alan doing What is he doing? Like, it's, uh... He's been playing the good soldier for Arnashura mm-hmm. for so long and for the Aulis branch, and then suddenly he's... This is like a villain turn, and we are... And, and I just... So many questions. So few chapters to answer them in. What's going to happen? <laughs> Find out next week or two weeks from now when we get back to this and, and continue down this uh, story. I have read this one book, though, where reaching out and taking the fruit from the tree was a bad thing. Uh, yes. Historically. I'm wondering if there's some, I'm wondering if there's some uh, parallels. <laughs> oh, man. But for now. In the meantime, we can say, enough preambling, let's get to the show. (laughs) So, do you want to, um, do you want to talk about our, uh, uh, do do you want to, let's see, um, do you yeah, want to yeah, rip we'll, on Al Moeller some more? Rip on Al Moeller? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what, do we, let, 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 let's just fully have this uh, production <laughs> meeting on air. Um, <laughs> uh, is is uh, do we do we do we already have a bonus or or uh, no? Um, we need to do this if we want one. Let's do a bonus. Let's do a bonus. Um, okay. 